0: Hello, witches, pagans, and magical friends. Welcome to the Solitary Pagan Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, here to talk all things magical and enchanting. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode... I'm going to be talking about tarot cards, specifically in relation to intuitive tarot card reading, how I got into tarot cards, and what my own personal journey has been like thus far. I didn't actually purchase my own tarot card deck until recently, and so I've gotten a lot more in tune and familiar with the cards. That are in a tarot deck, I've gotten more familiar with the meanings of the cards and I've gotten more comfortable with sort of determining my own meanings through my own intuitive readings for myself. When I was initially getting into paganism and witchcraft and learning more about wicca and similar things, oftentimes obviously tarot cards are something that are very They are somewhat more mainstream, most people are familiar with them on some level, even if they don't fully understand what the different cards mean or how the deck is sort of structured or things like that, but most people are familiar with what tarot cards are, and up until recently, my familiarity with it was based on what other people were posting on the internet, Or talking about in YouTube videos, or if I would go to a party or an event back when we still had those things pre-quarantine, I would sometimes pay for a tarot card reading at an event or a party. And that would usually be something that was sort of fun. I would often feel very somewhat, I I guess, nervous Sometimes before receiving a tarot card reading not because I expected it to be anything bad but I think I sort of I didn't take it so seriously that I thought the other person or that the person doing the reading knew more than I did or had stronger intuition or anything like that but I think I saw it as a sort of vulnerable process whether I was asking a specific question or just getting a more general reading it would often feel like a very personal, intimate thing to kind of just be sitting down with a stranger, and even if I was sort of approaching things with my own mindset and making up my own decisions about what someone said or how I felt about my own path or decisions, it would still feel like something that was very, uh, I guess, I mean, it felt really sort of spiritual and sacred and like something that I wasn't taking too seriously in the sense of not putting all of my my trust or respect in the other person, like still having, maintaining my own sense of self and, and thought process and perspective, but I also felt like it was something where I was kind of just you know, trusting someone in that moment and possibly even asking for advice about something really intimate. And it was, I have really nothing but good memories of talking to tarot card readers and it's definitely something that I, I feel like most people who do it are really passionate about it and genuinely have some, genuinely care about the people that they're sitting down with and talking to So for me, that was kind of my experience. I would also, on occasion, do online tarot card readings for myself. So I would be, I might go to a website that had a tarot card of the day where you could pick a card, or maybe there was an online, more full spread where I would look at tarot cards online and I would read their meanings, but up until that, going through that whole process, I never really felt much of a connection, I didn't really know anything about tarot cards, or how many cards were in the deck, or just how, how it was laid out, and what the cards meant. If, if someone had put a tarot deck in front of me, even just several months ago, I really wouldn't have known what to do with it. And... A part of me did not really feel all that inclined to have my own tarot card deck, even though I did sometimes do the online readings or got the readings at parties. Very often I would see people talking about reading their own tarot cards, and it would be... A a lot of times, sometimes I would see people talk about doing their own readings for themselves, and it would seem kind of negative sometimes. It would seem like people would talk about feeling like they were like, oh, my tarot cards called me out on my BS, or it just seems like something that could be sort of negative or something that people use where, you know, they might describe it as, like, that relative at dinner who's going to judge you or something, and I just did not feel like that was something I wanted in my spiritual practice. I, I did not want to walk away from my practice feeling called out or feeling judged. Like, like, why would I want to feel like I'm being judged by something that's in my spiritual practice? So for a long time, I really gravitated more towards oracle cards or animal guide cards or affirmation cards things that were kind of just helping to foster a sense of positivity and and positive affirmations and a positive mindset and things like that and so a few months ago i moved from one from one place to another i i loved the place i was living previously and in my old place, I lived near in a crystal shop and I really wanted to get a tarot deck specifically from that shop before I left and I basically bought what I would describe as my dream tarot card deck in the sense that aesthetically it's so calming and the illustrations are just really beautiful and lovely and it's just, for me, it's the absolute perfect deck, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And another reason I hadn't gotten a tarot card deck previously is because they do tend to be somewhat expensive. I'm sure you can find less expensive ones on the internet or on Etsy and things like that, but as far as going to stores, very often the tarot card decks would be $20, if not more expensive than that, and usually I didn't just have the extra cash, so I wouldn't buy one impulsively. And so when I made this purchase, it was very intentional. I had sort of a sentimental reason for wanting to purchase it from this specific store. And so I got the deck. I started looking through it, sort of doing a a card a day. And eventually I would just have days where I was just kind of looking through the cards and looking at them, reading about the meanings. And I just became super comfortable and familiar with the deck and in the beginning I was kind of using the booklet with the definitions and the meanings of the cards and interpreting the cards that way and eventually I got comfortable enough to interpret the cards based on my own meanings and once I started reading more intuitively and saw it as a way to get more deeply in touch with my own Intuition, it became something that was really impactful in, the, in a few different ways. One way that it, that one thing I found that I liked about it is that it can feel sort of therapeutic to do tarot card readings for myself. And one thing I would compare it to, I don't know if it feels this way for other people, I imagine it might. I saw a youtube video once on the art assignment channel talking about art therapy and how one art therapy exercise might include looking at artwork and sort of reflecting on it, reflecting on the meanings, reflecting on the symbolism and things like that, and I feel like doing tarot card readings for myself has a very similar effect. I feel like it can almost be like its own mini form of art therapy. Not that I would, obviously, if you're looking for real art therapy, you should see an actual qualified mental health professional, but I I feel that it does have a very similar uh, therapeutic effect, and so that right away became something really cool for me, and the other thing is that I realized for myself, for my own intuitive tarot card readings, I don't really have that experience of some, that I've seen other people have of saying that they feel called out or that they feel like they're being like put into place. I I guess for some people that might be what they need and that might just be the way that they're interpreting their cards because they just kind of need that external motivator of someone saying like, hey, you need to get your act together. You need to do this because everyone gets their motivation differently. And so I can see how for some people that's how they interpret their readings. But for me, it really is never like that at all it's, I'm much more motivated by positive affirmations and encouragement and positive reinforcement, and so that's kind of where my personal uh, intuitive tarot card readings go for myself. And I found, there. there's days where I use tarot cards more often than others. Other days I might go back to my affirmation cards or my animal guide cards, especially if I want something that's a little bit less intellectual, because reading tarot cards can be uh, a little bit more complex than just having an affirmation. But it's definitely something that I've come to feel uh, just really excited about. Like I said, I love the tarot card deck that I have. It's really perfect and awesome for me. And so, what I'll do next is I have my tarot card deck here, and I figure I will do a an intuitive tarot card reading for myself while I'm talking on this podcast, and I will draw my cards and sort of talk about what they mean for me. And so, when I do my readings, like I said, I do, I do have the booklet, and obviously... The internet also has information about what different cards mean, and I'm at a point now where I simply read the cards in just trusting what it means to me in that moment. It might align very much so with the textbook definition, but it also might not. So I'm just going to draw three cards for myself for a sort of general reading to illustrate how I go about doing tarot card readings for myself. And this is just kind of, for me, this might just be sort of a general reading that is sort of about guidance and advice and sort of whatever my message from spirit might be for that day. So the first card that I have here is the Eight of Pentacles. And so this is an Earth card. And for me, I I love getting Earth cards because I am a Taurus. My sun sign is Taurus, and so I feel very connected to the element of Earth. And in general, it's just super grounding to reflect on. And the imagery of this card in particular, because of the image, there's kind of an image of a woman and she seems to be picking fruit from a tree and so one of the first cliches that kind of comes into my head is this idea of low-hanging fruit and I see this card as a message of kind of taking the opportunities that are available to you and noticing what is going well in your life and kind of sort of seeing the blessings that you have around you and and taking advantage of it and recognizing that you might have dreams and goals like way into the distant future but what can really be helpful most of the time is to be present to focus on the day ahead of you and to recognize what small accomplishments can you achieve just today, not even thinking about the distant future, or what small joys or what small things can you enjoy or invite into your life or appreciate around you that can allow you to just kind of be in the present moment and making the most of the day, essentially. So that's how I interpret that card. The second card I have here is the Eight of sw- the Eight of Swords, And these are the air element cards. And these cards always uh, have an interesting um, reflection for me. I am an Aquarius moon sign. And so I do feel a connection to the element of earth. uh, The element of air as well. And for me when I think of the element of air. And especially with these cards. I think of just thought and intellectual stuff and being really in my head and I can be someone who just is in my head a little bit too much in part because I can be a very someone who's very much in solitude even even before quarantine I was I'm always just someone who tends to spend time on my own I'm an only child and also that's just my personality but I... Yeah, I just, I always, these cards always just kind of remind me that I can just be so in my head. So for the Eight of Swords, I interpret this card to be really about finding balance, about recognizing that you can have a lot of ideas and you can have a lot sort of going on in your head, but if you're able to sort of compartmentalize, you can have balance with everything that's going on just kind of recognizing that you don't have to tackle every idea every concern every worry at once you can kind of recognize that sometimes our thoughts can just get into such a big jumbled knot in our in our minds and that can cause a lot of anxiety that's definitely something that i personally experience is a lot of anxiety and so i see this card as being kind of just a reminder to take it one thing at a time Don't feel like you have to, you know, build Rome in a day. Don't feel like you have to solve all of your problems or your goals overnight. Just kind of let everything be. Notice everything that's there. Learn to separate things out so that you're not feeling like you're tackling everything at once and take the time to decide what's what's one step forward that you can take. Kind of thinking about baby steps and thinking, okay, what can I do today? What can I manage today? I don't have to solve my whole life, but what's one positive step forward I can take today? So that I'm not just stuck in my head all the whole time, but so that I'm taking some action and alleviating some of that stress. The third card that I have here is the Queen of Swords, so another air element card. And I tend to like the Swords cards a lot, the higher up they get, sort of in the ranking. It's the Queen of Swords, so it... To me, this this card is sort of about... You're going to feel a lot more grounded, a lot more confident, a lot better when you are in a place where you're very focused. When you're focused on one key idea, when you know what your values are, when you know where you're where you stand and you're not sort of plagued by indecision and just a lot of different things piling up and uh, there's sort of a symbolism in this card that almost looks like a mask or removing a mask and I see that as kind of when you are clear on what you want and who you are you don't have to pretend you don't have to be something that you're not when you're able to be in alignment with with your own personal values you can be free essentially and sometimes that freedom might lead to a feeling of solitude or it might lead to sometimes if we're more confident in who we are and we're more individualistic it can lead to feeling like maybe you're not necessarily maybe you're standing on your own a little bit because you're you're standing up for yourself and there might be Sort of a solitude that comes with that, but it's not necessarily a bad solitude. And I think what can also happen when you take the mask off, when you're being your authentic self, when you're very focused, you can kind of realize that you have allies. Not everyone around you is against you. I think sometimes the more authentic we are, the scarier it can be to be ourselves because we're worried that we're not going to be accepted. But what you can kind of realize when you are being your authentic self is that you have sort of gentle allies and friends out there, whether it's other people, or maybe it's more spiritual. It's, maybe it's sort of your deities reminding you that if you wor- work with deities, that maybe they're reminding you that you're not alone. Whatever it is, it's okay to be true to who you are. And it's also okay to kind of reflect on what that means, and it's okay for it to change as well. So those are the three cards that I have with the Eight of Pentacles, the Eight of Swords, and the Queen of Swords. And that's kind of how an intuitive reading might look like for myself. So I hope that this has been a, an interesting episode. It was certainly interesting for me to reflect and talk about my journey with tarot cards because I, I wasn't expecting it to become A big part of my practice really and so to have it be a big part of my practice is pretty darn cool that is all I have for today thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you all later